When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the World Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. What's up, everybody? It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are here with the Auburn Express, powered by the War Report. And we are in here having a little conversation. It's LSU week. Uh, The Tigers of Auburn are headed to Baton Rouge to take on the Bayou Bengals, the Tigers of LSU. And uh, today we're going to have a really good conversation. In here with me right now is Matt from One Team, One Pod, representing LSU. Matt, how are What's you? What's happening? Hey. Uh, going good, man. Uh, roller coaster. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an older guy, so I'm used to the roller coaster that is LSU football. So yeah. we've, we're hitting it in stride right now. And it's uh, just whatever, what we all thought it would be. I, I, I guess that would be... Uh, uh, a, a crazy way to say it. Okay. Oh, well, so let's let's start about start out talking about that. You know, listen, they literally had uh, a skit about a roller coaster involving the experience of Auburn um, <laughs> out there. So I we definitely understand from this fan base. But let's just talk about kind of where the fan base is from your perspective. What's the fan sentiment about how this season has gone thus far for LSU? Um, obviously, a train wreck uh, in the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, uh, and then the Ole Miss game. And I, I, well, I guess we'll start with Florida state. Um, you know, we were, we were thought that we were going to, we were going to go ahead and just beat Florida state. And I thought it would be a close game, but, um, we, what we did not know was how bad our defense was. Mm. Um, but we, we still didn't really know after the end of the game, how bad it was. Uh, but what the shocking thing for LSU fans in that game was how we basically quit in the second half. Mm. That was eye opening. Uh, and it was embarrassing because I just saw a stat today that I think that's, that's still like the fourth highest rated, uh, game watched, uh, so far this year was that LSU Florida state game. So all eyes in the country were watching us quit in the second half, especially right. defensively. Um, that was shocking to us. Um, and, but at some point we were, we were also as a fan base kind of like, you know what, Florida state's really good. 
Right. You know, we, we were we were kind of young. We're you know we knew we were inexperienced in the defensive backfield. We knew all these things going in, and maybe this team just wasn't ready for that kind of big stage yet, and they yeah. were. So we just chalked it up to that. Um, then the very next week, we saw Grambling go up and down on our defense, um, which was like, Stocky. okay, this isn't <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, red alert. Um, but you know, we end up winning the game 72 to 10. And so everybody's like, well, 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 you know, the first couple drives weren't great, but like, you know, eventually we figured things out, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, um, you know, Mississippi state, uh, and I, I've been telling this to, uh, Alabama fans, actually Mississippi state is an illusion to everybody this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're going to beat the crap out of Mississippi state, right? Yeah. Like they're not good. They're yeah. terrible. They are that bad. Yeah, that LSU was able to completely dominate them. Even defensively, we were able that, to. That was down. actually the week of the season where I was like, OK, LSU's got it figured out. They dismantled Mississippi State. And, you know, I thought, OK, fool's gold. Yeah. And then the next week happens and you're like, what? So and I'll just say this about the Ole Miss game. Um, and I'll probably, there's a few games. Well, I mean, um, even Arkansas though, right? Like the Arkansas. Arkansas game, sure, yeah. sure. I forgot about Arkansas. Arkansas was another like. You know, KJ Jefferson is—he's he, an adequate quarterback. He is not that good. Yeah. Um, we made some awful defensive plays in that game, and that was a—that uh, was another one where okay, we're playing zone, and we have guys just dropping back in zone. They have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, but they're dropping back in zone, and then a guy just—he just loses. You know, like that's not a great quarterback making a play. I mean, our, I think the one, one of the mistakes that we made in that game, uh, it's not really a mistake, but we were getting pressure on KJ Jefferson. We just couldn't get him on the ground. Yeah. And once you didn't, once he got out of the pocket, you're, you're toast. Like our, yeah. our defensive back was like, no idea Oh, wait a minute. They have a tight end. That's actually eligible to catch passes on plays. We're, we're supposed yeah, to cover and, that guy, right? You know? Yeah. And when you just give guys free releases all game long, like, I mean, we, it's still, it's still crazy. Even, even after this last game, just watching our, alignment in the defensive backfield is still just like, I don't, I don't think we know what we're going to get. Um, yeah. But it, so I go to the Ole Miss game and the Ole Miss game, uh, there's, there's a few games that I chalk up to as like, they're the hardest ones for me to take as LSU fan in history. Mm. Um, the, the seven overtime A&M game where we fought, like we won the game. It was 2018 where we felt like we won the game like three times yeah. and we still lose the game in seven overtimes and A&M prints cups and all this kind of stuff about the game. <laughs> but, um, there's also the Mississippi state game in 2020, uh, after the 2019 season, we we're coming out and we're thinking we're going to be good. And Mississippi state with, um, was his name Costello? KJ Costello okay. threw for yeah, 600 and, Costello. 623 yards passing yeah. against uh, Bo Pliny, and we're we're all like in shambles after the game. This one is equals up to that A and M game for me, um, that Ole Miss game, because we didn't know how bad we really really were, and it was shocking to see an LSU defense play like this, yeah. um, where we. We don't know how to tackle. We don't know how to like even line up on, on the defensive line. We're playing back on guys. Um, I mean, it's just a free for all. And um, that's not what we're used to. And it would be the same thing with Auburn. If Auburn yeah. all of a sudden is giving up 500, 600 yards a game, everybody's going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not the way Auburn plays defense. Right. 
it's the same thing with us. I mean, we even have old heads that have been around since the fifties and we've never seen a defense this bad. Yeah. Um, so going into Missouri, um, it was actually easier for me to take that Missouri game after what I saw against Ole Miss, uh, because I knew what we were going to be expecting now. Like I know that we're going to be in shootouts. Um, and if anybody thinks otherwise, they're fooling themselves. Um, we had a couple of, uh, defensive adjustments that I actually, you know, want to see more of that I think can put us in a better place down the road. But look, we're still not going to kid ourselves. We got to outscore everybody this year. And well, that's, that's just- what I, I was going to ask is, um, did you find any solace in the way that the defense ended that game? Right? Like sure. two interceptions, you know, in the, well, I mean, one of them was at the end of the first half, if I'm not mistaken, yes. and then right. it, to, to end the game. Well, and, then and I'll, got a couple of stops uh, on Missouri when they were trying to drive at the end of the uh, fourth quarter. The, as well. the, the first interception with Harold Perkins was what changed the entire game. Yeah. Um, so at that point, it's 22 to 10. Um, we haven't we haven't stopped anything yeah. uh, from Missouri. So we we actually just it was 22 to seven. We kicked the field goal, and I after we kicked the field goal, I was like, we should have just gone for it. We're we're losing, right? And we're not going to be able to stop them, and we're they're going to get too far ahead of us. I actually thought we lost the game at the opening kickoff. You know, we uh, <laughs> we took we took the ball, we won the toss, we took the ball. And then we go three and out. And I said, hmm. we may have lost the game yeah. right there. <laughs> we yeah. got to score every possession. We have to score touchdowns, right. but um, you know, it's 22 to 10. Uh, we haven't stopped Missouri at all. They've gone up and down the field three straight times, three touchdowns, and we get the interception. We go down and we score. So it's 22 to 17. It was, they scored 22 points after that interception. They only scored 17 more. Um, so that was actually a turning point for the defense. And I think they needed that kind of confidence level, but at the same time, our front seven was playing a lot differently in this game compared to the last game. Our defensive line is playing closer to the ball. We added Pete Jenkins. Who's like a, a defensive line guru. Uh, we, that was actually, he's only been on the staff for one week now. Right. Yeah. That's the, the older gentleman they talked about. He's like he's 80, 80 82. He's yeah. still coach. So he used to be a full-time coach for us back in the eighties, but right. um, you know, he still coaches defensive linemen out of the combines. He's actually, uh, he preps Mason Smith in the off season. There's a lot of like ties with Pete Jenkins with LSU over the years. So it wasn't anything surprising that we were bringing him in, but you could see a, a noticeable difference with just the way we line up on defensive line. Um, you could see where we were penetrating more compared to against Ole Miss. It was ma- basically a little bit of a scheme change up front that was making us a little bit more aggressive. Now, like, it, yeah. you know, were we stopping Missouri? Not really. I mean, it was still, they had over 500 and something yards total offense and they could still run up the, you know, run up and down the field on us, which is what I'm afraid of against Auburn, obviously. But, you know, there was a little bit of more of a confidence. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think that was a, that was a quote from Brian Kelly after the game that, that major burn shouldn't have scored there when he intercepted the ball, he should have just fell on the ground and we just kneel it out and let the game end. And I'm like the opposite, like, no, our defense needs all of the juice right, right. now. And we need all of the momentum 
and you know we need to carry that over to the next game and that's a little weird though for him to say that like eh. you 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 feel like you're going to give up a 10 point lead in that little amount of time is no it's like we're not we're not miami right (laughs) like you know (laughs) but you know i'm just like look just whatever score and we'll, we'll deal with that later but you know i think that's just coach speak happening but yeah i think i think more than anything these this these defense needs confidence that they can stop stop somebody and yeah. once they build that i think it can get better and better but you know are we real are we going to be holding teams under 20 points this year no we're not yeah. well i mean listen auburn hasn't done really well offensively so far this year so it's going to well, be one of those games where somebody's it's situation. a get right game <laughs> yeah it's a get right game for, for somebody Somebody's <laughs> going to get right this week. Either LSU is going to get some confidence defensively or Auburn's going to get some confidence offensively. But something's got to give in this one right here. Um, in here, really uh, quickly, talking to Matt from One Team, One Pod about the upcoming LSU matchup. And we want to get into some of the things, of course, that LSU feels like they can do well in this game. I think the obvious is score the freaking football because, listen, if anybody does not have Jaden Daniels on a list that includes Heisman candidates, Max, I don't care what the trophy is, put him on the list right now until he does something crazy. That young man has absolutely taken his game up to another level this season. And in my opinion, has carried that LSU team on his back with receivers that have been dropping passes, with you know a running game that's been okay, but not by any means blowing the doors off Daniels with his arm and legs have he's he's impressed me this season and I predicted he was going to have a better year this year I didn't expect it to be this good I didn't either I mean I think I picked more and more like 3,400 yards passing you know 600 to 800 yards rushing and right now he's on pace for like 4,000 and maybe a thousand rushing um, it's Lamar Jackson type numbers. Yeah, if you remember, like it's, it, you know, we're getting into that realm of, of a player, but, um, you know, I honestly, one of the big changes for me for the offense. And I think with Jaden Daniels production too, is the addition with Logan Diggs into the backfield. So he's, he's rushing for, he, he has over 400 yards rushing too. He's more than, more than Daniels. But like, I, I think that one, two punch in the backfield has helped them a lot. And that, the digs running up the middle it, it, with our offensive line has added a little bit more of a physicality to our offense that yeah. I don't think that we really had, even with that first, uh, first game against Florida state, we really didn't have that yet. Um, and we were too reliant on, on Daniels doing everything at that point. But, you know, I, here's what I was afraid of with the Missouri game um, coming off the Ole Miss debacle with defensively and, obviously our offense is carrying this team that Brian Kelly was going to try to tinker a little bit with our offense and dial it down a little bit to run the ball more and be more ball, you know, control the clock to keep our defense off the field and have it a little bit more manageable. And I felt like that was the way we kind of started the game. It was a little too conservative for me. In my opinion, our offense goes with Jaden Daniels and you get the ball out of his hands and you get him into the wide receivers and you open up the rest of the game yeah. uh, after that. So, and I think this game is that kind of style for us where, you know, we're going to have, Auburn's already going to be run heavy enough for us to where we need to make sure our possessions count 
Right. Um, and we need to we need to open it up by by throwing in the ball. Um, I still don't think anybody can guard our wide receivers one on one. Brian Thomas and Malik Neighbors are two of the best. I mean, that's the best pair of wide receivers in the country. Um, and with Jaden Daniels right now, that's the big surprise was can Jaden Daniels put the ball in the money, especially downfield uh, throwing. I mean, he he was kind of inaccurate last year. He was hesitant on his reads last year. Now he's reading fast. He's getting the ball out of his hands, and it's like on the money, yeah, uh, forty yards downfield. And it's like that's what nobody really expected out of him. And when you can do that with our wide receivers, how talented they are, um, the sky's the limit for the offense. Um, any concerns? And I haven't looked this up about the injury. You know, do, is, has there been any concerns or any lingering problems with him with that injury? He said no. I mean, that's what Brian Kelly said was that, um, you know, it was a little sore after the game, but no, nothing. You know, our immediate thoughts was he could have had like a maybe a fractured rib or something like that. But, um, you know, he didn't he, he pulled away from a guy like he didn't have a fractured rib. I know how that feels. The, uh, the, but. <laughs> the run that he made after the injury was one where I was just like, OK, just give him the freaking. Yeah, just like exactly. what are we doing? That right was now, that was a that was a big time play. Whenever you could tell he was hurt, um, but yeah, I, I think he's good to go. Um, you know, you, you, we have a we have a great backup in, yeah, in Nussmeier. Um, you know, I he actually got, came on came in the game, and I felt like we got a little conservative when he was in the game. I was like, I don't care if he's I don't care if Jaden Daniels is in the game or not. We still have to score touchdowns. Right. Like at the end of the day, our defense is that bad that we have to score. Um, you know, there's no time for being conservative anymore, uh, with us, but, you know, I think he's good to go. And I, uh, you know, I'm, I do know that this is going to be the most physical defense that we've probably, I, well, I say that with Florida state was laying, laying the wood, uh, against us, they were ready to play. I think this will probably be on par with that. Um, yeah. you know, and I, I go back to that Florida state game a lot. And I start looking at the stats a lot on that game. It's a, it's a little bit of a misnomer when you when you look at if you, if you remember the game. You I don't watched really... that game, and I said this is why I thought again that Mississippi State was going to be a get right game for uh, for LSU because LSU actually moved the ball at will on that Florida State defense. Yeah. They just stalled out drives, you know, a, a fumble in the red zone. Uh, they had the interception from Jaden Daniels and then like a fourth, uh, uh, you know, they went for it on fourth down and didn't get it right. Like, but yeah. moving the ball, no problem. Up first and down half. The field. Yeah. First half, we had 291 total yards. All right. We, um, it was 17 to 14 LSU at halftime. Um, it, you know, we had two third and 15s that we gave up to Florida state and, Right after we gave those up, they immediately scored a touchdown with Keon Coleman. Um, so if you stop one of those, that was kind of my my point was if you stop one of those third and 15s, it's 17 to 7. We we uh, had the ball at the one-yard line, couldn't score in the first half. Right. It could have literally been 24 to 7 at halftime. Mm -hmm. And how much different of a game would that have been? But yeah, we had 291 yards. We're going up and down the field. At the end of the day, Jaden Daniels had 400 total yards. So even with that defense that Florida State had, we were still able to move the ball. We we're still able to get yardage. We just weren't able to punch it in. Right. And I could still see that happening in this game where it's just a tougher game. Um, we're not going to score. I don't think we're going to score 40 um, or anything like that. Um, I still think that we're 
an offense that can move the ball up and down the field. Um, you know, but you know, this is a quality defense. This is probably the best defense that we're going to play all year or that yeah, I, to this point. Yeah. I'd say the Bama defense is pretty good. Yeah, they're great. I think top to bottom, um, you know, listen, that's, it's going to be biased saying this right <laughs> yeah. now, but I think top to bottom Auburn probably has the best defense in the conference right now. Um, and you know, A&M's front seven, probably the best front seven. Bama probably sprinkled in there from a talent perspective, probably the most talented defense in the conference. But I, I'd take Auburn's top to bottom, um, yeah. how they've been playing so far. I, com- I agree with that. I, I mean, I saw the Georgia game and how the, you kind of took it to Georgia, which was, you know, I just didn't expect to see that at all. Yeah, um, I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. so. Now, the, 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 the things that I like about this matchup for LSU is our offensive line. I think our offensive line is as, as good as anybody's in the country. Done a great um, job of keeping him clean for the most part this season. He hasn't um, been throwing under duress a lot. And um, listen, when he decides to take off running, it's usually because it breaks down a little bit, but there's a ton of space out there. <laughs> there's a lot of attitude as well. Um, yeah. You know, we, we've had a couple of, um, there was a Will Campbell personal foul uh, this mm-hmm. past game where he, he basically took a guy to the sidelines and threw him down. Uh, yeah, he had, he had two penalties where it was just kind of like, hey, settle down, kid. What are we yeah. doing? <laughs> right. Now, there was a lot of talk and chatter after the Florida State game um, about our offensive line. And the, the rumor was, um, and it was a Florida State pit player that said this after the game, was that, um, you know, he knew that he knew that they were going to beat us whenever number 70, which is Miles Frazier, our right guard, said, hey, you guys are really good up front. And he goes, once you say that stuff to us, we know that we're better than you and all this stuff. And like, it was an attitude thing. Um, and so that was a lot of talk after that game of like, okay, are we a little soft? Like, are we, you know, that's not normal for us. We're the ones that take it to everybody. You know, that's just not our style. Ever since then, it seems like our, our attitude up front has been really good on, offensively. Um, and that attitude, I think, I think that'll play well against a good hard defense. Um, I think they'll they'll come up to that challenge. But again, it starts with Jaden Daniels getting the ball out quick um, and uh, getting into the wide receiver's hands. Yeah, definitely going to be a big matchup. Auburn's defensive backfield trying to figure out how to solve the riddle that has been the LSU pass game so far this season. We're in here right now talking to Matt from One Team, One Pod, having a conversation about Auburn versus LSU going down into Death Valley night game which is where hopes and dreams go to die if anybody is uh, clocking that. Um, But let's flip it around and talk about, you know, I I know you've talked about the deficiencies that have been on defense, but um, just what are the things that in your mind, okay, this is, you know, a legitimate concern for us, whether it is, you know, this thing from Auburn or, you know, the deficiencies that you guys have on your own. And and, and we've talked a little bit about it, but there's, is there anything else you want to comment on with that? Um, I mean, defensive backfield is just atrocious. Um, it's the worst I've ever seen at LSU. Is there um, any additional hope, though? Because Auburn hasn't thrown for over 100 yards versus a power five. Right, here, here's my hope, and it's not just Auburn. It's actually the rest of our schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had, you had Ole Miss and you had uh, Missouri back-to-back. Terrible, terrible matchups for us. Right. Awful matchups. They spread you out. They can game plan you. They got crisscross routes. They got all kinds of stuff happening. Um, and we played back and we kind of like let them do all their stuff in front of us and they were wide open. Right. I feel like the the teams that we got 
left on the schedule are a little bit more, I'd say, run heavy or pro style that kind of fits our defense a little bit better um, to where we're not going to be playing this crazy zone of, you know, the entire night. Um, we, we may be able to do a little bit more where we're up a little bit further up on the line of scrimmage, maybe doing some man, um, maybe doing a lot more blitzing. Um, right now, when we do a blitz, it's like a four or five man pressure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, against a Missouri and an Ole Miss, and that's just not getting into the quarterback. If we can play a little bit more, uh, I guess, uh, regular, uh, yeah, where it's like a six-man, you know, pressure kind of thing, get to the quarterback. I think that's where all of a sudden our defensive backfield is going to look a lot better when we can actually get to the quarterback and get him on the ground. Um, you know, what I'm afraid of with with Auburn is – they just scheme us up up front and they're able to run the ball down our throat and we're not able to stop it, uh, which will open up something maybe deep down the field. Um, that's, you know, I still haven't seen enough of stops to be able to be confident in us being able to do anything. Um, I'm hoping that since Auburn is extremely one dimensional, that we'll come up front. This is my hope and prayer right. is that we're actually going to come up front and we're going to stop the, try to stop the run first. Right. I just don't know. You know, yeah. I, I, I mean, listen, that's what I would do if I was a defensive coordinator. I'd say, hey, man, good luck to you guys on the outside. Uh, if you can beat our guys one on one, then, you know, tip your hat. But you're not going to run the ball on. And you still got guys out there yeah. that, you know, you know, I think a lot of a lot of people here think that it's just a talent issue, which is ridiculous. LSU has always it, got talent. <laughs> it <laughs> that- is. It is. Now, did we hit on our transfers? Maybe not. But are they not talented? I don't think that that's the case. I was, I saw it. I saw it at the Ole Miss game that, you know, if we were going to play, it was the first drive of the game. I actually tweeted it. I said, if we're going to play like this and have this game plan, this game is going to be in the fifties and we're not going to be able to stop Ole Miss at all. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was the scheme that was so concerning to me that like, wait, you're not even going to try to stop the run. Mm -hmm. Like you're just going to play back. Yeah, we're going to try and to play it even all the way across and hope that somebody just goes and Yeah, and hopefully play. hopefully they make a mistake at the 10. Like, yeah. I don't get what we're, our game plan is. So that's that was concerning to me was a scheme issue. Um, now, talented, like, to me, whenever you play a – this was my opinion, was that our scheme was playing passive. Hmm. And when, when you put these guys in a passive scheme, th- what do they do? They play passive. Right. They miss tackles. They do all these things. You put them in an aggressive style, which a lot of these kids, some of these, I mean, I say a lot of these kids, probably about half of our defense is from the city of New Orleans. Those guys play man-to-man up front. They they blitz like crazy. Like, this is the style that they're used to. Right. Let's put them back into a simpler style like that that they're probably already ready for anyway. Um, and I think we match up better with the rest of our schedule, like Auburn, Alabama for sure. Like, if you get pressure on Milrow, like, that's – that's what I want to see. I know he played better against A&M, but like, that's what I think that we should be playing against uh, A&M. I mean, yeah. get pressure on Max Johnson. We all, we know better than anybody what happens when that happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, um, we, we both have our concerns about the respective uh, deficiencies that we've seen from our offense, your defense. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, let's get to the brass tacks of it, though. And you are welcome to be as homerish as you want to on this portion of it. How do you see this playing out based upon what you've seen thus far? 
Um, I've got, I've gone back and forth and I'm actually at a, you talking, I'm talking about a, a score. I'm at a score where, uh, immediately after the Missouri game, I started just thinking about it in my head and I came up with a score and I've gone up and down, up and down the entire week, but I've landed on this score. I have LSU 31, Auburn 27. Um, 31 27 so auburn's gonna cover the spread at least in exactly your and- yes I, I think it was what 12 right now it was 13 and a half which i was like i'm probably yeah. gonna take that i'm probably gonna take auburn 13 and a half yeah, um it, but it yeah. opened i think at 14 and a half and dropped at 13 and a half and and it was as low as 11 at one point in time okay. i don't know what it is right now i could see it being um eight by the end you know by kickoff but i i just don't know how you could confidently say that LSU is going to cover that um, playing against the best defense that we have. And meanwhile, we have the worst LSU defense in the history of LSU. Yeah. Like, like I, I can't confidently tell you that we're going to be able to shut down Auburn and I've seen the stats and I, I know it, but I can't tell you that we're going to be able to stop the run either. So um, now is it, is it playing to our strengths on our defense? Yes. But I, I still don't know if we're going to be able to, really stop them. And I could see us being held down a little bit more uh, offensively as far as points because of maybe the ball control, but also, you know, it's a better defense, um, yeah. you know, I, it, similar to the Arkansas game, to be honest. I mean, I think mm-hmm. we ended up at, was it 34, 31, I believe. And like, mm-hmm. so a similar kind of uh, score range, but you know, I could even see Auburn going up a little early and then we have to come back again. And, you know, that's kind of been indicative of, this year and last year too, uh, you know, we get down a little bit early and then we have to kick it in gear. Yeah. Well, I am definitely looking forward to the game um, and looking forward to seeing again, who's going to get the opportunity to get right in this one, because uh, both teams are in need of it. Of course, I'm hoping our offense is the one that takes the opportunity to get right in this game. Uh, but Matt, we appreciate you coming in and talking a little bit uh, with us. How can people who want to keep up with what you all have going on at One Team One Pod keep in touch with you? Uh, check us out on our socials. We're big on social media, so Twitter, One Team One Pod, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Try to post funny stuff. Honestly, I do this because I I like to do it. So uh, if 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 I ever be, if it ever becomes a job for me, I'm probably not going to do it anymore. It's got to be fun. <laughs> so that's kind of been the whole point of this. But uh, you can find us on YouTube too. We have a, a weekly podcast. Uh, on our YouTube channel, One Team One Podcast. Uh, go check us out on TikTok too. I had to learn how to do TikTok. Um, learn how to do it. Then all of a sudden you got, I, I now have 46,000 followers and wow. I don't know how we got it, but wow. uh, I got it. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it, but I got it. It's all good, man. You got to get the followers first and then maybe you can figure out a way to entertain them. Well, Matt, uh, we definitely appreciate you taking some time to talk with us. This has been the Auburn Express. Uh, We're going to get out of here. You guys make sure that you are giving this a five-star review wherever you're listening to this on podcast. You got Ike Jones. We'll be back at you guys the next time. Until then, and as always, worry. Worry.